full court press. There is no stopping this team. The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. It's the full court press with Eric Franson and RJ Selvason. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions to act like. The full court press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric France and Ajay Salveson with you here on a Monday. Thanks for tuning in. Whether it's on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, the 106.9 The Fan mobile app, or streaming us on 106.9thefan.com. Thanks for being here. Love to hear from you today. Uh, reactions from the weekend that was a very busy weekend. Started off early. Uh, whether that's what happened on starting Friday night with Region 11 football, uh, there was some Mountain West action on Friday night. The Aggies played Saturday morning, a busy day with college football and a busy day in the NFL. And uh, we've got some close races in Major League Baseball as well. And we uh, wrap up the end of the regular season for Major League Baseball. But uh, if you want to chime in, we'd love to hear from you. 435-339-0321. That's the number for their, our Guild Mortgage text line if you want to weigh in. Uh, we've got uh, a lot of different comments today from Coach Anderson and some of the players uh, reacting to what happened uh, Saturday morning uh, there on Merlin Olson Field. What didn't happen, maybe that's a better way to put it, uh, but uh, just some, some of the reactions to that and certainly we'd love to get your thoughts on it as you've had the weekend to kind of ruminate on things and Ajay, for me, the more that I think about and reflect on what happened on Saturday, I get I get frustrated, and I, I get even more frustrated when I keep thinking about it. That that was a winnable game. Boise State made some made some good adjustments. Give them credit for what they did defensively, especially in the secondary against Utah State. But that was a winnable game. And Utah State just shot themselves in the foot way too many times. Self-inflicted wounds that are correctable, but, boy, that was a prime opportunity to make a statement and uh, just let it get away from them. Yeah, they know. Yeah, they know. Uh, (laughs) Coach Anderson said in his opening statement today, just... He, uh, I can't remember the word he used, but it it was, I guess, paraphrasing here, depressing to have to watch that film and be like, gal... We execute here. We don't turn over the ball here. We make good decisions here. We probably win that ball game. And honestly, Eric, if I can be bold enough, probably win it running away. They were the better team on that football field. They really were. They just got out coached and they got out executed. Um, like I mean, the the food was on the table to eat, and they just continually walked away. And you know, when like you said, just <laughs> shot themselves in the foot. And there's so many just. Oh, I have so many questions. Gosh dang it. But it, you know, it's a good way to reset and refocus because they have zero time to pout about it. Zero. You got to turn around and play the 13th ranked best team in the country. A team that is very much humming along right now. Uh, They got banged up pretty good against South Florida, but I think they're all good to go 
for Friday night here in uh, on Merlin Olson Field. They had a number of guys drop in that game. Yeah, they, yeah, and but I think a lot of them are good to go again to go this this Friday night. I think they were just dings and dongs, but they, they'll be all right. Nine three one zero, Eric. Why are the Aggies scared to run a sweep, a toss, or a lineup under center? They've lined up under center a, f- a few times, um, not a lot. I don't, I don't think that's kind of their system. When you're on a fast-paced offense, I, they don't. It's kind of not really in the in the book as much. The the sweep's a good question. Like even a, just a quick, you know, turn pitch to the left or quick turn pitch to the right, and let Calvin Tyler, Gentry, Noah, something to to be able to create and. Well, that's something we talked about on the post game. Uh, Ryan Baum is just like you know, in the second half, the ball wasn't in Devin Tompkins' hands at all. Like, find a way to get the ball in his hands. He's too good of a playmaker. He's too fast. Well, they did use a, him on a fly sweep or something like that just to generate some something because he's too good not to be t- not touching the ball. Yeah, well, I mean, they did a good job bracketing him, dude. I mean, you got to look at it like they were playing a safety. Yeah, but if you're just using him on a fly him. sweep, you take him out of that. You you free him from that. If he's motioning from left to right or right to left, you know where that ball's going, and they're going to adjust that coverage to him. So either he's getting the ball four yards behind the line of scrimmage, and then he's got to meangle his way to gain a few yards against a defense that has every bit of eyeball set on him. Or you try to get him the ball through the air, and again, give Boise State some credit, man. They made some great adjustments, especially in the second half. Something that I and the coaches admitted this. Something that Blake Anderson and his staff didn't do, and here we are, twenty-seven to three is your final score. So I, I, I give Boise State credit. I really do. Uh, yeah, they out they they, they out coach oh, Blake by, Anderson's crew, and he knows on it. Saturday. Blake knows it. The coaching staff knows it. The team knows it as a whole. They got out executed. Nine nine five two text into our show. Let's see. Yes, Broncos were supposed to win, so the loss doesn't bother me. It's how the Aggies lost. Coaches lost the team with the failed fake punt. And uh, you're not kidding there. You saw it with the players' faces. Teams leave single coverage on McGriff because he struggles catching the ball. The ball, yeah, he's got to catch the dang ball. There's- yeah, but the. That is a tall man, and he had to jump to try to bring that ball in. You're a Division went One football hands. player, make the catch. If it hits you in the hands, make the catch. He doesn't have springs on his feet. Logan Bonner, he was wide open across the middle of the field. Sure, if Logan it, Bonner doesn't sail that ball, sure, and he has to use every six foot seven inch of his frame. So he's six plus foot seven, some, and he and he can't to go up and get it. He can't. He catch barely the ball. touched it. He's six. He's six foot seven, and he can't catch the ball. And you're a Division One football player. Now, when you sail it over his head, jump and catch. The ball. He did, jump. <laughs> he did jump. He did jump. Everybody's been bragging on McGriff on that first interception. And look, yeah, go back right. and watch the you're tape. Right. You're right. He's he had to open. jump to you're go right. get He's it. He's wide open in the middle of the field. You're, you're not lying. That's true. The ball go high? Yes. If it hits in the hands, catch the doggone football. Look, I get it. If it touches your hands, you should be able catch to do it. something to bring it in. But nobody is saying Eric, anything and about that's Bonner. That's not the first time he's sailing past. McGriff has had issues with catching the ball since last season. This isn't the first time. Like, so he's I'm, been a solid receiver a, this year. Oh my god! Why are he's we all caught, of a sudden talking about McGriff like as a crap receiver? And then we have one that floats over his head just a bit, and you're like, "Oh, Bonner's got to throw the ball." Yes, it's a high throw. Yes, he's wide open. If your hands are on the ball, catch it, man. You're a Division One football player. Play like it. It's on you. It's on him. So Bonner is completely blameless. No, I just told you it was high. I told you he's wide open and he missed him. I told you that. But catch the ball. <laughs> catch the ball. 
I mean, Devin Tompkins has had a ball thrown over his head. He's had a ball thrown way behind him. He's had a ball thrown way in front of him. He still makes the catch, and he's not six foot seven. Come on. What's the difference? Well, the difference is that there have been a number of times where wide receivers do have to extend themselves and make some wild, crazy plays because Bonner doesn't quite have that touch uh, five, on four. these throws. He sails it a lot. It's true. He does. He's, he's had some issues on that. You're, that's absolutely right. I would definitely agree with you. 5-4-5-2. Five, five, the middle of the field was open all game. They only went there a few times. Why? And Actually, my question to that, too, is why didn't they send Devin? I know they were bracketing him pretty good. Why didn't you send him on an in-cut, even a short slant round? Just one jab step to your uh, to your outside and then go in? See if you can get him something there. 5-4-5-2, uh, five, five, Eric, that is not the first drop he's had. Yep. Times it has hit him in the chest, and he still dropped it. 9-9-5-2, nine, nine, he had both hands on the ball. Catch the ball. It's high. You're right. He missed him. You're right. Yes. Guess what? He missed Devin Tompkins. He's missed Eric Wright. And he's missed, uh, who? Kyle Van Leeuwen. Guess what all three have in common? They caught the ball. So. <laughs> I'm just struggling to understand, like, where where you're at here. What do you mean? Uh, are you, you just mad at McGriff because he didn't catch the ball? Or you're mad at Bonner because he overthrew him? Yes. You can be mad at both, man. You can be like, Bonner, throw him the ball. Get it to him. McGriff, if it's in your hands, catch the dang ball. If it, it, no, it's, I, I, it, it's hard for me to say it was a totally catchable ball. Yes, his hand, both of his hands were there. Okay. But look, you're he's leaping in the air to try to even get close to where he needs to be. <laughs> okay. And he was wide open in the middle of the field. Yeah, but you know what? There was a linebacker right there sitting on top in between them. He's got to air that where he, that linebacker can't tip it or where he can't pick it. That very first throw of the game, if you remember, and I think this is what Bonner got a little bit sketchy of, is the first pass he threw. If you remember, that linebacker sitting right there, and it goes right through his hands. That ball should have been picked. And it goes right through his hands and into, uh, was it Derek? I can't remember who caught the first pass. Uh, but it makes the catch, and it's a first down. That second throw over the middle, this time he tries to put more air on it. Linebacker sitting over the middle. Too high for him. It's too high for McGriff. Uh, and it bounces off his hands, and it's picked off. I mean, again, you're right. He airmailed it a little bit. on, uh, But Look, I'm if not- you're there, make the catch. McGriff, yes, it touched his hands. He should have been able to do something rather than tap it up in the air, make it a free ball. But everybody's bagging on McGriff. And I'm just saying, look, there's equal blame here. Both are at at fault for what happened. It doesn't all lie on McGriff. That's all I'm trying to make clear. 2409, maybe there's a reason Bonner was at Arkansas State. Uh, five four five two. Stop defending McGriff, Eric. He needs new hands. <laughs> nine nine five two. McGriff is six six, and we don't can't throw a simple fade pass. That's another issue I have. When we're in the red zone, send him on a simple fade, going to the outside, outside of the boundary, and let Bonner just throw it up or Peasley throw it up to you. Give look, them a chance. Look, yeah, I mean it was a loss. We're all frustrated with the loss, but and we like mistakes get magnified. But the thing with, with Bonner, I think he's a great distributor, but he does lack touch. And we've seen that so far this season. And then we've explained it a couple of times from what happened on Saturday. He doesn't have he doesn't quite finesse it where it needs to be. Wide receivers have to make some crazy plays just to get their body in a position to bring the ball in a number of times. This is another case. We've got a guy like McGriff who's six six 
and can get up there, what cornerback is going to be able to de- to defend the pass against him? A little fade into the end of the into the corner of the end zone. That guy should get it every time. Yeah, absolutely. If you put it in the right spot, which I think Such these quarterbacks a size can. Advantage. Oh yeah, absolutely. Two one nine seven. Bonner missed a few throws and was late on a few. However, once he came out of the off or out of the game, the offense had no flow. Bonner needs to play 95% of all plays going forward, and it looks like, according to Coach, that is going to be the case, that uh, Bonner is the starting quarterback. They're going to go with the one QB system going forward, and it's Peasley's going to get involved here and there. They're going to find times for him to be involved, but it's Bonner's now. Yeah, in fact, let's hear from Coach Anderson himself. Uh, earlier today in his press conference, talking about Logan Bonner being QB1. Uh, well- I uh, don't know why I did that. We'll try that again. Uh, Bonner's our starting quarterback. I, I felt like that um, we uh, we tried to change the pace. Uh, things weren't going great. Obviously, we were we were str- struggling a little bit to finish uh, drives. We planned on changing the pace with Peasley. You know, we're we're going to be a one quarterback system going forward. They both know that, and and we are going to use Peasley at times, uh, sub package wise, but. It looked a little bit more like a two-quarterback system than, than we planned or that I want. I think it'll be clear who the starting quarterback is moving forward, and we will we will absolutely have some some opportunities to get Peasley involved. You're shaking your head. He said we wanted to change the pace when Peasley came in. He didn't do anything to change the pace. Peasley wasn't involved in in plays that gave him an advantage and opportunity to use his speed. He came in, and it's handed off in the middle, handed off in the middle. And he wasn't given an opportunity to use his own speed to stretch a defense and go for a run off the side or on the edges. Maybe it's because the way the defense was playing it. Did we did we ever think about that? Look, we're 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 blaming the coaches here, and I mean I get it. There's a couple plays yeah, they where they got out coached. They did, but why don't you give Boise State a little bit of credit? That's a damn good football team. And Andy Avlos had his kids ready, and they made great adjustments. Eric, I thought their adjustments in the second half to Boise State or Boise State's adjustments in the second half, were phenomenal. Well, I well, thought they were so good. Okay, so they they were dropping more guys back. They wanted to take away the passing game. They're and they daring did. the Aggies to run. Yeah. Peasley didn't do anything. Pe- Would you rather have Peasley run it or Calvin Tyler Jr. run the football? No, yes, because I'd I'm rather have Tyler here. run it. But yes. there's he talks about bringing Peasley in to change the pace. How do you change the pace when all you do is hand it off? Bonner can do that. You're not changing the pace. Hmm. Not doing anything different. Hmm. If you're going to bring Peasley in to change the pace, I didn't see anything that showed me that that was a design package that he was going to do something. I'd have to look at the play chart again to see exactly what Peasley was doing. I, I had the numbers too with me, uh, but you could be right on that. I, I mean, I the the thing that bothered me most. Speaking of getting maybe outplayed and outcoached. Okay, like first and ten, you like you run it right. You set up some kind of a run, gain two, three yards. Why are we running it on second and eight every time? That, that like, cause well, then, they were like I said, they were daring the Aggies to run. Yeah, and but so okay. there were opportunities. But to get every some yards, time but. we're like we're gaining a yard. So then instead of like you know throwing it, it's a it, then and now it's third and seven, and it's third and six. And guess what? Boise State. Would drop six guys back. Yeah. They'd have maybe four in the in, in the box. They did that a lot in the second half. I mean, they're eating you alive on that. That's where Utah State got in so much trouble. Eight seven nine eight. Uh, keep the text coming. By the way, this is great. Eight seven nine eight. You can 
you cannot trust McGriff across the middle of the field. He is the reason Bonner had his first ticket first ticket of a game or first interception of the game on Saturday. The dude had alligator arms and was scared he was going to get hit, which caused him to short the catch or short arm the catch, which resulted in an interception. I think I translated that correctly. Help me if I'm wrong there, 8798. I, I, I don't I, know. McGriff's made some great plays across the middle already this year. He he's has? made some good plays. He has? Yes. McGriff's an outside guy. I really. But he's had to see. Devin Tompkins. He's bowling. had plays across the middle. He Derek has Wright. had some plays. I don't remember Justin McGriff making plays across the middle at all this season. It has happened. Uh, let's see, 9952. Then why design runs with Bonner? So, kind of going with your point, Eric. If if there's a pace, right? Why are we design runs with Bonner and not Peasley? Yes. That's so. Yeah, he agrees yeah. with you. Two one nine seven. Duh, 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 duh. Also, Tyler needs to be in on every play in the red zone. Inexcusable. I will agree with that. When you're in the red area, your best players need to be on the field. Two one nine seven also says special teams killed us despite how poor the offense executed or d- defense held. Fake punt, missed field goals were the difference. I can we just discuss the elephant in the room? What the fetch were we thinking on the fake punt? We have a right foot kicker and we roll him to the left side of the field. Eric, we had a right-footed kicker, and we rolled him to the left side of the field. In fact, according to Coach, as he says, I believe in his opening statement, um, <laughs> we he says the pre-snap look look the pre-snap look looked good for them. Then Boise made an adjustment or two, and it almost seemed like they knew the fake was coming. They knew it was coming. So then he gets shoved back through. Why well, we and then to- they line up, and then AJ Vongbachan's like scrambling to get back over on the right part of the field. Dude, it was a disaster. It's like, that's where the strength is, and, I think and then that's constantly what really rushes gave it off away. to the left. And so AJ's scrambling over there to be a lead blocker, and he doesn't even pick it up very well. It was terrible. Yeah, the uh, it was just that fake punt makes no sense to me. Um, as much as we might give BYU crap for faking a punt on 4th and 19 in the back of their own end zone, that might have been worse because that was a right-footed kicker going to the left side. And 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 by the way, that's the short side of the field. They were on the left hash. So he, that field's already condensed yeah, that as is. Yeah, nowhere to go. Didn't even go in. So then the long side, the wide side, is wide open, but there's nothing there. And Boise State stiffed it out just like that, shuts it down. Credit to the – can I just say, Bonda's got this defense playing out of their minds. I thought the defense, Eric, as much as they were put in horrible positions, dragged all over the field, I thought they handled it so well. They did. They gave everything they possibly could. Lots of credit. to that For that defense, and I, I just – I couldn't Solid give them any more defense. praise. They just – they ran out of gas. When you're on the field that long in that many tough positions, it gets frustrating and it gets exhausting. And I thought the defense really did hold their own. 8798 says the 14 penalties also didn't help. That's, oh. dude, and I mean, and, and dude, it's false starts, it's delay of games, it's holding, it's offensive pass interference, illegal hand juice of the face. As good as our defense played, penalties also hurt us. I think third and something, we have a defensive pass interference, uh, gives them first and goal, they score on the ensuing play. One of them that really bothered me. And we talked about this in the post game is administrative penalties. Like twice it was called on Utah State, illegal substitutions, too many men on the field. Again, that goes to coaching. Mm-hmm. Like, how does that happen? Yeah. Um, it, just 
you're right, 14, 13, 14 no, penalties. 14 penalties, yep. I can I can live with a player making an aggressive play and just trying to make a play on the ball and maybe he gets a little too hands. Yeah, yeah. I can live with that. What really bothers me are the administrative stuff. Like, that's just lack of focus. I guess uh, even Gary or Gary Blake Anderson. Don't do that. <laughs> Blake Anderson uh, discussed a little bit about um, some of the issues there that may have led to some of these penalties. Kind of complaining about the play clock. Yeah, this is interesting. they. They can. It is up to the officials' discretion if they feel like that the opposing team is abusing the allotted time, which is very, very uh, subjective on what that allotted time is. They can reset the play clock, uh, or they can just clearly move out of the way and let us start to play. We had a couple instances where play clock was not correct. I think we reset one that shouldn't have been upstairs. There may have been one that should have been reset, and that may be the one you're referring to, but everybody kind of takes the same approach. If you sub, they're going to probably sub somebody, and none of them are in a big hurry to do so and are not obligated to do it at a really fast pace. It just needs to be reasonable. Every officiating crew has probably a different definition of what reasonable is. So that comes, what I asked him about is, if you remember, they had that long run from Calvin Tyler Jr., got him within, I think, the five-yard line. And then Calvin says, don't sub, don't sub. And then they take Calvin out anyways, and he's like, oh. So they sub out, which gives Boise the right to sub their players in. And they took their sweet time getting their guys in. Yeah. All of a sudden, you look at the play clock. It's a five. It's a four. It's a three. Bonner or Peasley was upset, and they have to use a timeout. Blake wasn't happy. He went to the ref and said, why can't we snap the ball? And the ref says, because you subbed. Um, that was frustrating for me. I was like, so what's the rules on that? I asked Coach. I said, why, why can't can they not reset the play clock? Can they not pause the play clock? And that's kind of a dumb thing to say. But, like, why can't? They hold the play clock until all guys are done subbing so you don't have to waste time waiting for their guys to get on the field. And that was his answer. That's a great a great question, a great answer, because that was something that we were debating during the game too because there were a number of times the guy subs on one team, the opposing team has an opportunity on the offense, and the, the defense has an opportunity to sub themselves. But there's no like get your guy in and set by a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to say that your guy – coming in, can't take his old sweet time coming in, and that, that ref's over the ball saying, well, you can't start until that player gets set. Then you've got no time to run a play. Yeah. And, and that, what was frustrating is they call a timeout in and that I, situation and come out with a, a really kind of a weak play call. It gets them nowhere. Yeah. Hey, now a slew of texts coming in. Again, keep him coming. Love to hear from you guys as well. Our listeners are uh, love to hear your opinions on the game. Uh, 9310 text in. Boise State did know the game was coming or the fake was coming. Uh, they have a safe baseball signal, which is nearly universal for watch the fake. And they so they knew the fake was coming. Uh, and he also says the defense had 12 men on the field issues during spring ball and fall scrimmage. I do remember that. They'd have guys like leaving the field as the guy's getting ready to snap. Ref throws his flag in there. That was an issue. Throughout fall camp, I do remember, and still having an issue even at this point. Yeah. Uh, 9952. Got to get that cleaned up. Yes, absolutely. To use Eric's defense, uh, defense bent but didn't break. Gave up the same yardage as Air Force but less points. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's true. I thought the defense, you know, did solid in the middle of the field. I thought that they, um, yeah, they, they got a little bit tighter in the end zone, but – 
Um, I mean, in the end, they were out there too much. Yeah, they were. They didn't didn't get help on the other side. No. 5-2-4-2, I had one chance to prove to my wife that USU games were fun. Aggies looked horrific. It looked like the little brother out there playing. They did. I just, Boise State bullied them. I mean, and I mean, well, I say bullied them, just took advantage of when they made mistakes. When they slipped in the mud, you know, they went out there and took care of it and took advantage of those turnovers and converted them into points. Give, give Boise State credit. Okay, so I'm trying to wrap my head around the 14 penalties. Oh, man, they were atrocious. The misses on the, on the field goals, and just some of the things that went wrong. Is it the early start? No. Guys just not used to getting ready, no. mentally dialed in in the right no. amount of time? Is it that this is a conference rival that's always had their number and you just can't get over that? Uh, is it that it was on CBS and the national TV and losing well, their focus on that or just just had a bad day? Well, just let's didn't go th- come together. No, you're great point, Eric. Let's go through the list. If it's a nationally televised game and it's CBS and that's the problem, well, we're screwed the rest of the way because we've got a game on ESPN, the mothership of ESPN on Friday night. We've got a game on Fox. We've got a game. we got a ton of nationally televised games, so I hope that's not the issue. Early morning start. Well, we have a game at 11 a.m. versus New Mexico State coming in November on Black Friday, so I sure as hope, heck, that's not the issue. Uh, I, look, it's just bad execution. The Was it Bonner who threw the ball off his back foot rolling to his left that was picked off at the one? Was yeah. that a Bonner throw? Yes, it was. He's oh, scrambling. Dude, I just wanted to scream. McGriff I... raises his hand, oh. like, throw it over here. I can jump and get it. But he had three guys on him. It's just a stupid and throw. And there were three guys chasing Bonner. It just it was a throw that never Do you know what you do? You chuck that ball to the nearest cute girl in the stands to your left. You aim it for her. You're out of the pocket. Just throw it across the line of scrimmage and aim for the cute girl in the stands. That's where you put it. You don't put it at the one-yard line where a, three Boise State guys were sitting, and one of them's like, are you serious? Did you throw this? And picks it off and, you know, steps on And then they end up, jeez, what did they take that drive for, by the way? I can't remember. I have to look at the play drive, but I think that went away. It's on the drive. 2197 text in. Uh, I like where this program is going. I just think the spotlight was just too big, too fast last Saturday. Hopefully we have learned from that and are more prepared for the, this Friday. If we are, I think we get the dub against the Cougarettes. Earlier in the game, Boise on offense waited until late on the play clock. Ref reset the play clock for them. That was garbage. They did not do the same for us. Okay, so I thought that. Okay, so I thought but the same isn't thing. Our, isn't isn't the clock operator employed by Utah State? I I, I don't know. Here's the thing: is that I actually thought the exact same thing. They uh, they reset the play clock to uh, twenty, I think. So because of a late sub. And then gave them the chance, Bill, to get the playoff. But after Calvin Tyler went for his long run, they didn't reset it. They just let it go. And then I think because you can like you know how they do like the, like the raise the roof sign. That is meaning to reset the play clock to the play clock dude up in the press box. And I don't know if Coach called for that or if he can request that. But it was weird. Like there were some funky issues with some of the play clock issues, and and that went against Utah State made no sense to me at all. So, but whatever. Uh, still a lot more to discuss, and we've got more comments from the coach and the players about what happened over the weekend. Love to continue to get your texts, your reactions coming in. 435-339-0321 on the Guild Mortgage text line. Quick time out here in the Full Court Press, and uh, more when we come back. 
If you're in charge of hiring a company for commercial janitorial services for your building, call American Maintenance. For reliable cleaning of your business, American Maintenance is your simple solution. Curb-to-curb services, American Maintenance has you covered. For commercial janitorial services, American Maintenance. Call 512-0014. That's 512-0014. Life is hard, so making sure you find that perfect woman is important. You need someone that will be by your side through the good and the bad. Once you have found her, show her that she is special with a beautiful diamond ring from Jerex. Yes, it is all about the romance. At Jerex, you won't find a more intimate setting. Where you purchase the ring might not be as important as who you choose to marry, but it's pretty close. Jerex Jewelry. Make it special, make it This is Dave Simmons for Les Olson Company. Your team's in the locker room ready to get out there and play to win, but you see a player you don't recognize. They're wearing your jersey and even know your coach's name, but who are they? Would you let this stranger look at your team's playbook? That's exactly how phishing attacks work. In 2020, the number of phishing attacks against businesses doubled compared to the previous year. Don't take risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at lesolson.com. Whatever your laughing style is, it's no joke that laughter is the best medicine and a great stress reliever. Comedy Night at the Riverwoods is coming and you don't want to miss it. Friday, October 8th at 8 p.m. Get your tickets today at eventbrite.com. We dare you to try not to smile or laugh out loud as you enjoy funny stories and comedic entertainment from four professional comics. It's Comedy Night at the Riverwoods, Friday, October 8th at 8 p.m. Reserve your seats now at eventbrite.com. Medicare commercials on TV are confusing and seem to offer amazing coverages and options. Unfortunately, national companies don't know our network of doctors or hospitals. At LSS Insurance, Medicare is what we do and what we know. We are your local advocates for the best options at the best prices and will be here to service all of your needs. To get the correct information about Medicare, call LSS Insurance at 752-9493 or Google LSS Insurance. We're a local independent agency with answers you need about Medicare. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio. The Fan. Eric France and Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Continuing to try to make sense of what happened on Saturday. Okay, but we need to quit acting like it's the end of the world. Like, <laughs> everybody's like all soiling themselves. Like, oh my gosh, we lost to Boise. Oh my gosh, we're done. We can never win another game. We're not allowed to play football. Calm down. It's not UNLV. It's not Colorado State. It's Boise. And by the way, Boise's nowhere near out of the woods. At Fresno State, home against Nevada, at San Diego State. They've got a huge, brutal three games in Mountain West Conference play that are still on their schedule. And I don't know if they come out of those unscathed. So there is still room for a Mountain West Conference championship appearance. Aggies just need to take care of what's in front of them. Now, obviously, this week's game doesn't matter in that, re- in that regard. It, it is a rivalry game, but it doesn't matter for Mountain West Conference play. 
Uh, but Boise is not out of the woods yet, so I think we can kind of very true. Let's let's just very true. R E L A X and and we'll be fine. Yeah. I just man, like the whole panic button, like people pounding it with a sledgehammer. Just we're all right, we're okay. It's it's Boise. Like, did they play their best? No. Did they coach their best? No. And they know it. They know it. They are very well aware of this. They've had their friends, family members, and the media tell them that. Hey, you were talking earlier. Um, uh, we saw Utah State have a lot of success in the first quarter throwing across the middle. Yeah. Finding Devin Tompkins. McGriff was wide open in the middle. The pass was overthrown. We've already gone over that. Uh, it was picked off. But there was there was some success that Utah State was having in the passing game. And uh, Tompkins had himself a good first quarter. And then really quiet since then. Uh, Blake Anderson... Gave Boise State a lot of credit for some of the defensive uh, adjustments that they made during the game. Not, not necessarily. They did adjust, and, and clearly, when you got a guy's leading the country and receiving, and he comes out in the first quarter and 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 gets some balls in his hands, um, you're going to make some adjustments. They did. We didn't respond great to those. He did have a couple more opportunities later in the game, but it was clearly part of their plan to to make it hard for us to get the ball to him uh, and and. We just didn't respond really, really well outside of that. Now, I, I will say this. Honestly, we moved the ball up and down the field fairly well. We outgained them yardage-wise. It was where where the problem was for us in this particular game was third down later in the game as the game progressed and obviously getting the ball in the end zone, uh, you know, when we had the ball in the red zone. We had first and goal at inside the uh, – we had four drives inside the – the red zone and, and only got uh, only got field goals. So um, I think that was more along those lines than it was taking him out. Was collectively utilizing the other weapons that we do have on the field because we're not a one man show. We don't want to ever appear as if we are. Uh, but but being able to punch the ball in the end zone once we got down in, in short areas. Yeah, that was it. Was they just really just got gummed up? They just they did. couldn't move it. They couldn't. Yeah. Sling it around. They were unable to to force actions one way or the other, and you, you get a field goal blocked. You miss on another one. Uh, yeah, just really poor uh, execution in the in the uh, red zone for Utah State. Five four five two text into the show again. If you all want to text in, love to hear from our listeners. Four three five three three nine zero three two one to text in. Five four five two was filming the blackout video Friday night a distraction? No, none. Again, they just poorly executed. <laughs> that's it. They I just, don't even know what that's supposed to mean. Yeah, they had they had a bad game where they didn't execute. In the end, uh, two nine four seven. With all the changes and loss of talented players, the Aggies have had the past couple of years. The Aggies should be one and three right now. I am thrilled to be three and one. Yes, we played terribly, but we should have lost to Boise State regardless. It was just a low effort, embarrassing loss. We still have tons of potential and are overperforming this season. Thank you. Very, yes. Thank you. Yes. Good perspective there. I love it. It's the right perspective. It's not a good perspective. It's the right perspective. We're 3-1. and one. Like, when we looked at the schedule, you know, Barney and Big Bird and whoever else said, oh, Aggies are going to be 1-5 to start the season. That sucks. We're going to be 1-5. We're going to maybe not make the bowl game. Maybe we will 6-6, six and six, but we're probably going to be screwed out of that. We're 3-1. 3-1. and, one. Three and one. A big game against BYU this Friday night, but you're still in the hunt for a conference championship, which is a heck of a lot more important to me than a rivalry game. Um, and so, again, 
And you know what? You could end up at 10 and 2. You could be 10 and 2 to end the season, Eric, cuz they're not losing to San Jose State. <laughs> San Jose did, did not look good. No, on they have not looked this great. Weekend. Lost to Western Michigan? Yes. So, uh they could be 10 and 2 on the season and anybody and everybody before the season you said, "Hey, we're going to be 10 and 2 with losses to two, you know, Boise State and somebody else." That's pretty good, yeah? Right? Yes, absolutely. I love it. That is the right perspective from 2947. I'll take that all day, every day. <sighs> I like that. That's good. Hey, I got it's a good quest- perspective. Uh, well, I guess, I mean, I should save this question for Wednesday because we're gonna, we'll talk BYU on Wednesday, not right now. Uh, we're going to have a couple of people to help us out in, 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 uh, in introducing us to BYU's football team this year on Wednesday. We have a couple of interviews set up for that. But, Eric, I, 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 the thing about BYU, what they do really well, is they just physically beat the crap out of you. Their offensive line mauls you. Their defensive line mauls you. Their linebackers are physical. Their receivers are physical. Uh, like, the whole physical level from what Boise State gave you is going to notch up about three for what BYU is about to let, you know, bring at you. They're going to be just, no, they're going to be more physical in every way. They're going to smack talk you in the face. Uh, they're going to they're gonna get after the quarterback. They're going to send different kind of blitzes and packages and, and disguises and whatnot. And they're, they're going to have to be ready for it because if they're not, it, this could get ugly really quickly. Well, one of the things that uh, the, the Aggies struggled with a little bit on Saturday against Boise State, which was with them uh, physical, uh, a physical secondary. Uh, Boise State did a great job. Whenever that ball was delivered, numerous times they got there at the right time to separate player from ball. Uh, and uh, Coach Anderson talked about that length of their defensive backs and something that they'll have to contend with again coming up this Friday too. It's a challenge, uh, and not everybody's built like that. They have the luxury. They've done a great job recruiting and developing some long rangy guys. Uh, at times we did a good job of separating. At times we did not. It's an eye-opening experience for you. I think you go into um, you go into games when when people decide we're going to match up and get hands on you and play man. You learn real quick uh, that you've got to work extremely hard uh, in practice every day to to perfect your craft, and then you've got to work extremely hard every snap in the game to create separation. At times we did well. At times we did not. So, you know, the second half, I think we really struggled to to get the separation we needed, and we that's why I think you see. On third down, we, we really struggled on third down in the second half. It's motivation to improve and get better. It's also motivation for us recruiting-wise to recruit and develop to be able to play and match up against that size and link that we're going to see. You know, we're going to see again this week. We saw against Boise. We saw uh, against Washington State. We're probably going to see several more times this season. Oh, for a second, I thought I put two clips together and one of them wasn't. Oh, thank goodness. Five four five two. Eric, he text in. Totally agree with it not being the end of the world with the Boise State loss. Even if they lose, I mean, even if if they lose to YBU, the rest of the schedule is rather easy. Conference title is the most important thing to play for. Six one three three. I didn't expect to beat Boise State, but the way we lost was embarrassing, especially that fake punt. I feel like the coaches will have us much better prepared for Friday, and I'll still be in my front row seat to watch. Good, I'm glad, and they will. By the way, six one three three. I honest to heaven think that they're going to be ready to go Friday night. I, I really do. They're going to be amped and ready. The key is, Eric, and I think this might have been more of a problem 
than anything is is balancing the emotion and the hype and the excitement with staying calm and understanding you have a job to do and doing that assignment. I think the levels of the emotion of playing Boise State, morning game, CBS, here it is, that more took over for a little bit than than being like, you know, having the lights too bright or whatever. I think it was just the emotion and the excitement of doing it. Keep it even kill, balance, not too high, not too low, steady as she goes. Uh, again, on Friday night, and I think you're going to give yourself a good chance tonight, or Friday night, excuse me. Well, certainly a lot of lesson learned the hard way. Oh, yeah. Oh, so right, Eric. I mean, ideally, it should have been flipped. Yes. Ideally, Utah State should have faced uh, BYU and learned those lessons the hard way against them so they could be prepared for a conference opponent, which actually means more, and uh, and, and get a victory that matters. Uh, but, alas, it's not the way it went, and... They're going to go up against a team that's uh, not arguably better. They are better. No, they are better. And, and by the way, in every facet of the game, they're better. Better at running, better quarterback, better defense, better offensive line. Uh, they're going up against a, and, and, a more powerful yeah, team. That's not a knock on right Utah now. State. That is in no way a knock. That I'm is comparing. Just, well, I'm comparing BYU to Boise State. Oh, sorry. Better yeah. in those ways. Oh, yes. Okay, I'm sorry. Boise I'm a, State. Yeah. Uh, absolutely, they are by a long ways too. If I'm going to be honest with you, their defense is so much better. Their defense is physical. I've watched them for three games. It has been impressive what they can do. They're fast. They're speedy. They hit you hard. Although uh, they did some changes in the second half against South Florida and let them back into the game. Yeah, but I think some of that was due to injuries too. Guys were dinged up. Uh, they had to move a couple guys around into weird spots. Um. Yeah, that was due to guy guys being banged up. And look, they were up big at one point, and and then South Florida got back into it. But um, those those guys will be ready to go on Friday night. They will be. All right, another quick timeout here in the full court press. Love it to continue to get your thoughts and reactions to Saturday's game. Four three five three three nine zero three two one on the Guild Mortgage text line. Uh, we'll recap what happened with Region Eleven and update you on the RPI standings for the week uh, for high school football. And uh, yeah, we got to get into pick six too. Oh, I lost. By the way, see who won pick. I saw like the first three, and I was like, "Ah, fetch." Yeah. So, well, I owe you, but I'm not going to pay you back until you pay me. (laughs) I I do. I owe you for last week. You do. You laugh, but I'm. (laughs) Yeah, you do owe me. Uh, I have to give you something special. Oh, y'all! I can't wait. In this competitive job market, TTM Technologies is proud to be leading the way by increasing their starting wages to 17 to 2070 per hour, depending on position and shift, plus a $2,000 retention bonus after 180 days of employment. That's right, a $2,000 bonus. TTM Technologies is searching for career-minded candidates to fill multiple positions for day, swing, overnight, and weekend shifts. Open positions include production associates, machine operators, maintenance technicians, technical positions, wastewater treatment technicians, manufacturing planners, and accounting. Go to careers.ttmtech.com to learn more about our open positions. Employees of TTM Technologies enjoy incredible health benefits and cash incentives. In just your first year of employment, you're eligible for three weeks paid time off. After six months of employment, you're eligible for tuition reimbursement for full and part-time employees. You're also eligible immediately for health insurance, 401k, paid life, and short-term disability, plus quarterly and annual bonuses and much more. Go to careers.ttmtech.com to apply. An equal opportunity employer. 
Ascent Aesthetics is a premier aesthetic practice. Doctors Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette of Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat are proud to offer you a professional aesthetics team. The Ascent team is passionate about education, best techniques, products, procedures, and services. If you're looking for help with Botox, fillers, microneedling, laser hair removal, medical-grade facials, or skincare, Ascent will help you feel confident, beautiful, and refreshed. See which Ascent service is right for you and learn more at AscentAesthetics.com. That's AscentAesthetics.com. Getting engaged? For more than a century, SC Needham Jewelers has been selling diamond engagement rings. Known for our quality and impeccable service, you'll enjoy a relaxed and comfortable atmosphere. Choose from an expansive collection of natural and lab-grown diamonds. You'll find a beautiful diamond at an affordable price. Then we can mount it in her favorite ring. You'll get SC Needham quality at internet pricing. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. SC Needham Jewelers, middle of the block at the sign of the clock. I'm here with Jay Broadbent from Alpine Home Medical. Jay, I hear your ads for CPAP resupply all the time. What do I need to do to just get that taken care of? It's easy. We can set up your CPAP resupply within a few minutes. We'll work out all the insurance for you, and then we'll start mailing the supplies straight to your door. You can even chat with a CPAP specialist online. Just visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. We'll have you sleeping better in no time. Alpine Home Medical, we bring this is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems. Did you know that Valley Office Systems is a local company with Utah ownership and we are debt-free with 47 years of industry experience? Valley remains your safe and smart choice for document solutions and all things office. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. The new home for the full court press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Throughout the first first four games, it's been it's been crazy, you know. It's crazy how our defenses came together from spring to now, and how, and how much we accomplished as a whole. Just thankful that everything's going well. Besides what happened last week, it's a good perspective. Patrick I, Joyner Jr. with yeah. the same look. Hey, things are going well. For, they didn't like how things went on Saturday, but all things considered. Utah State's in a really good position. Yeah, well, and, and Blake Anderson said, look, after the loss, all the players, most of the players came in, you know, some of them came over and said, hey, coach, we're good. We're fine. We're going to get it fixed. We're going to be all right. Like, th- he said there was no head hanging. There was no whining and pouting and anything like that. It was, hey, coach, we're, we're going to be all right. We're going to get this fixed. We're going to be okay. We're Like, they knew, Eric, that they should have beat Boise State. They walked off that field. Not that they lost 27-3, to but that they were the better team. And honestly, in my opinion, non-biased as well, they were the better team. Utah State was the better team that day and just played like crap. That's simple as that. The players know it. Coaches know it. They, they, they relayed the message to coach like, hey, that's our bad. We're going to get a fix. We're going to right the ship. We're going to get back at this. We're going to be okay. I like that kind of attitude. I love it. So now, because it doesn't get any easier this Friday night against the 13th ranked BYU Cougars, it's a big matchup for. It's a big matchup for the kids. I think it's more of a bigger matchup for the fans, right? I don't think. It, I mean, the coaches understand what it means for them, but uh, I, I wouldn't. I mean, I think the players and coaches are like, look, it's just a football game. We need to go win. Like we just want to go win. It's an in-state team, and they're ranked on our field. So let's go beat them. Uh, eight five seven seven text in. We better stop calling design run plays for Bonner that can't run. 
Did did he run a lot? By the way, in that uh, he didn't have a lot of runs. I was gonna say kind of runs. I mean, he uh, he's credited with where did he go? Three carries, but he did get sacked. Uh, three carries for minus one. <laughs> so I I don't know if it was a necessarily a designed run off the right side. But if that's Peasley in that position, he gets the first down. But, um, yeah. Look, uh, Bonner, Bonner should be QB1 for Utah State. I think he's a better distributor. He's the better passer. He's, he's, he's proven to be better at getting the team up and down the field. But there are times where Peasley can come in and be effective. I didn't think he was used effectively against Boise State. Uh, I kind of laugh when I hear Blake Anderson say we brought him in for a change of pace and we never really saw anything different than hand it off to the running backs. Um, I was also a little surprised that so many different running backs carried the ball. Like Calvin Tyler Jr. was doing great. Gentry came in for a couple of uh, possessions and he looked pretty good. But I'm not really sure I understand why we we keep bringing other guys in. If these, if Calvin Tyler Jr. is getting the job done, and Gentry in relief, I'm not sure why we're bringing in Noah and Makakona. Those guys don't have the breakaway speed. They're not able to get loose as much as as Tyler or Gentry are. So I'm a little surprised at that. Um, but uh, Blake Anderson did talk about they did have a lot of opportunities to run the ball against Boise State. You know, I don't really care if we run it or throw it more. I want to do what we have to do. Uh, you know, balance to me is taking what they give you and being effective at it uh, and efficient at it. And we were in open field. We did not run the ball well in the red zone. That That is probably the biggest where we're just kind of a continuation of the previous question. Um when you play a five-man box and you're going to double cover some of your wideouts, which they chose to do, then we have to run the ball well. We ran it really, really well at times, but when we ran out of space, we have to be able to either win in one-on-one matchups outside or we have to you know, make a guy miss and or be physical enough to go ahead and run the ball in the end zone. We didn't do either inside the red zone. So I don't care if we throw it 60 times or we run it 60 times. What I want to do is score points. And at some point, you run out of space. When you run out of space, you have to be perfect and you have to be physical. And they were more physical than us in the red zone, and we didn't make the plays we needed to. So I think it's a little bit of a statistically how many times we threw it or how many times we ran it, I think that gets a little bit skewed. Uh, that's not necessarily the concern, if that makes sense. Yeah, I that makes sense. Yeah, I, mean, they, yeah, I got they you. They were yeah. the way they positioned their defense. They were daring Utah State to run the ball, and yep. they did. And I thought they were pretty effective at it. Yeah, and just when it got tight in the red zone, that effectiveness went away. Uh, six five four three. What concerns me is ending up with a very good record, but end up in a crappy bowl because of this off schedule the rest of the year. If you win the Mountain West Conference Championship, you're going to Los Angeles in the Jimmy Kimmel, in the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl, so you're all right. If you win the Mount West Conference Championship, you're going to the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl, which is cool. If you end up second place in the Mount West Conference, you're going to the Arizona Bowl. Not a horrible thing either. 
So they'll be okay. 9948, the difference between good teams and great teams is great teams make the big plays at the big-time moments in the game. Boise State did that Saturday morning and walked away with the win. Boise was the better team Saturday morning. Saturday morning, they were. Absolutely. Overall, I still think Utah State's the better team. I do. Utah State's got to work on focus. Uh, I mean, they got to work on their disciplines. And... um, yeah, just continuing to refine like who they are, make sure everybody knows is on the same page about what they're trying to do. They'll get there. This this coaching staff and this team has shown that they can do it. Just got to be consistent. Uh, another quick timeout here in the full court press, and uh, don't forget we've got um, Monday night football. Monday night football coming hey, up. Who's next going hour. on tonight? Who is it? Is it the Cowboys and Eagles? Yes. See, why do we do crap like that? We make such like. <clears throat> That's like the NFL is the team that runs a fake punt to the opposite side of the field, the <laughs> wrong side of the field, and with the wrong side foot kicker. That's what the NFL does with Monday Night Football. I'm so tired Even of this. No ratings have been really good this year. Dude, it's the NFC East, Eric. <laughs> Stop it. Fall is in the air and it's getting colder. Make sure your vehicle is well maintained. This is Dustin with Valvoline and Snow Change in Logan across from Angie's. As the weather turns colder, your car might need a little more attention and an oil change is easy. We'll change your oil and also check other fluid levels and replace your air filters if needed. The best thing? You can stay in your car while our trained pros service your vehicle. Valvoline and Snow Oil Change, 695 North Main. Don't mind the construction out front. We are still open and ready to serve you. Hi, this is Brent Wallace with Cache Valley Bank. We love supporting local events like the Cache Valley Parade of Homes happening September 30th through October 9th. As you tour these beautiful homes, we invite you to visit our recently renovated Cache Valley Bank branches. Show your parade ticket and receive a complimentary sampler box of Bluebird chocolates. Visit one of our seven locations from Smithfield to Hiram, including our mortgage office. Stop by during the Parade of Homes, meet our staff, and pick up your free chocolates. Cache Valley Bank, member FDIC. This is Ryan at My Mattress. A few nights ago, my wife Amy and I were at a movie in Lewiston. It was late, so when we got out, we drove around a little bit. What did we notice? Every light in Lewiston was on. Nobody was sleeping very well. The next day, I checked my computer at My Mattress to see how many people in Lewiston were sleeping on an IntelliBed. The answer I found? Not many. Lewiston, I thought we had this figured out. If you want to sleep soundly, you got to buy an IntelliBed. Only at My Mattress. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Andre Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Hey, don't forget the uh, Dan Patrick Above the Noise coming up here in just a few minutes. Brought to you by Napa Auto Parts. They've got five locations from Preston to Providence, locally owned and operated. And whether you're replacing your battery or your wiper blades, or even if you're having somebody else do it for you, make sure you get the best parts at Napa Auto Parts from Preston to Providence. Um, Ajay, look, this, I, I love how people are trying to keep things in perspective here on this game. Our, our perspectives have, uh, and our expectations have dramatically changed three, four weeks into the season compared to where they were before the season. Look, I'll admit, going into the season, I thought the Aggies would go two and six to open up their yeah, first you six did. games. You were very vocal about that, and I've been proven wrong. Thank goodness, more than happy to say that I was wrong. But what we've seen and how well they've played at Washington State and at Air Force, um, it just it's disappointing how things didn't go how we've seen them go 
uh, earlier this season. So that's why there's frustration. We do need to step back and realize, hey, in the big picture here, this team's way ahead of schedule, and that's that's a win. But there's still a lot left to do. We can't just say we've achieved the Vegas line and just be done. There's a lot more to get done and to get accomplished. Yep, I would agree. I don't know how much time's left. Uh, yeah, look, there's still a job to be done. Like, your main goal is what, Eric? When you came into the season, no one says, all right, one-week champs, you know, or BYU, Utah State, in-state champs. No one, they don't come out of a tier of that. It's Mountain West Conference champs. It's all that matters. Yeah, and it's definitely still available. The opportunity is still there. It is. It's, they're not out of the woods Absolutely. yet. Absolutely. All right, Dan Patrick above the noise coming up next here on the Full Play. Court Press. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Sometimes we take special teams for granted, especially kickers. Some people say they're not real football players, but right now kickers are doing things they've never done before. And you might say 60-yard field goals are the new 50-yarders, and no one kicks them with more ease than Baltimore's Justin Tucker. On Sunday, Tucker set the all-time NFL record in a dramatic way. He hit a 66-yarder as time expired, giving the Ravens a two-point win over Detroit. It was especially crushing for the Lions fans because the ball hit the crossbar and bounced the right way for Baltimore. Never mind that the Ravens might have had a delay of game the play before that could have ended the game, or that they could have been way ahead if Marquise Hollywood Brown didn't drop three touchdown passes. The final result might have been the signature kick of Tucker's Hall of Fame career. Normally kickers are more of a sideshow on Sundays. Tucker is a star and an important reason why the Ravens are consistent winners. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Hey, Dan Patrick here. You've heard me talking about Get Upside on the show, the free app that pays you up to 25 cents cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. I've got a special offer for my listeners. Right now, when you use the promo code FOOTBALL, you'll receive a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to 50 cents per gallon cash back. So do the math. Let's say you have an SUV or a truck. Standard 20-gallon tank, promo code FOOTBALL, that earns you $10. That's 10 extra dollars in your pocket just for buying gas, something you have to buy anyway, basically free money. Stop over paying for gas and start earning cash back with GetUpside. It's the easiest decision you'll make all day. Download GetUpside in the App Store or Google Play and start earning cash back just for buying gas. And remember, use that promo code FOOTBALL, you'll get the bonus $0.25 cents per gallon cash back. That's promo code FOOTBALL. Good luck. When you buy Napa Auto Parts, you're getting the best. Need a new battery? New wiper blades? When you pull into one of the five locally owned Preston to Providence Napa Auto Parts stores, they'll not only make sure you get the right battery or wiper blades, they'll even help you install it. And if you need other work done, they could even recommend a dozen Napa Auto Care Centers with ASE certified technicians. Napa Auto Parts. Napa my name is John Brinchley. Last year, my father, Lynn, passed away. Our family misses him tremendously. From the first phone call we made to White Pine Funeral Services until he was laid to rest, White Pine helped us every step of the way. The staff was there to guide us through the entire process. They were kind, gracious, and their facilities are amazing. White Pine helped to make the difficult situation of losing my dad into a positive experience where we could remember him and celebrate his life. White Pine Funeral Services Call 1-888-4-ALANON. Alanon Family Groups. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. KLGN Logan, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. We 
Here's what you need to know. We are making our way towards Monday Night Football tonight in Dallas as the Cowboys host the Philadelphia Eagles. Dallas without defensive back Keanu Neal due to COVID. Philly V without left tackle Jordan Malata due to a knee ailment. Kickoff from Jerry's World set for 8.15 Eastern Time. Bears head coach Matt Nagy not saying who's going to start for Chicago in week number four. It could be Justin Fields. It could be Andy Dalton. Heck, it could, it could even be the great hero from Philadelphia's Super Bowl victory. It could be anybody. Good news in Kansas City, though, where Saints coach Andy Reid released from the hospital this morning after being admitted for dehydration symptoms. Colts guard Quentin Nelson day-to-day with a sprained ankle could be available this week against Miami. Christian McCaffrey not going to be placed on the IR after injuring his hamstring Thursday in Houston. That according to Panthers coach Matt Rule. And Major League Baseball, two games tonight, 840 Eastern, Washington, Colorado. It's the Full Court Press. There is no stopping this team. The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and R.J. Selvason. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions to act like. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hey, what's up, everybody? Eric France and Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Do we feel like we got it out? Like the Very anger? lively 4 o'clock hour. Hey, that was great. Our listeners are awesome. They're passionate about Aggie sports, and I am here for it. But do we feel like we got the anger out of us? We're all good? Uh, I don't Deep know. Deep breath. <laughs> we got new listeners coming in. It's hard. Obviously. It's hard for so me to just park they, it and they, just move on. Yeah, well, we need to park it and move on because we're four days away from <laughs> the number 13th ranked team in the country coming to our house to... To uh, battle for the old wheel wagon or whatever that is, thingamajigger. Um, the old wagon wheel? The old wagon is that wheel. What trying to say? Wagon wheel? Yes. Yeah, that. Uh, a slew of texts came in at the bottom of the hour in the 4 o'clock hour. I want to get to these, Eric. Uh, if you all want to text in 435-339-0321, if you're just joining the show, we've been talking lots of Aggie football. If you have concerns about game Saturday and your thoughts on it, hit us up. At 435-339-0321. Before we get to the text, I just want to get this out there right now. Get it out there right now. The Old Grist Mill Bread and Butter Play of the Game from Friday night for the Skyview Bobcats. Yes. We will call for that at 515. 515. So if you were listening or watching the game and you remember what it was. Remembering. Al Lewis called it out. Hall of Famer. And uh, 5.15, we will ask you what five, that play one, was. Five. If you correctly identify it, four loaves of bread from the old Christmas. Hey, how come I'm like a part of the show, but I have to go buy the bread? I mean, don't I get like a little bit of a hookup here? <laughs> like, I got to go buy the dang bread? I don't get a hookup. No, I got to go buy my own pumpkin chocolate chip bread. I'm on a budget too, man. I have to buy my own bread. You do? Yes. Really? That's crap, man. How are we not... <laughs> How do we not get to go get our own bread? Eric, come on, man. This has got to be fixed. Who's the aver- Who's the person in charge of advertising? We are going <laughs> to chat with some people. Hey, a slew of texts came in. bread. That's right. Uh, a slew of texts came in the bottom of the 4 o'clock hour. Again, if you want to text in, love to have you. 435-339-0321. Here is 9315. I have hope that after the game, or excuse me, I have hope after that game, 
that next year with one more year under the coaches, we can beat Boise State Donkeys. The things we did wrong in the game can be fixed. It's not a talent camp, and next year we have more talent coming in. I agree. I totally agree. Absolutely agree. Uh, 2197, we need to copy how Boise State uses Shakir and apply it to Tompkins. Again, that I agree is a great with that. Point. I'm in. But uh, Tompkins is too good not to have the ball in his hands. In the second half, like find another way. If they're covering him and taking him away in the passing game, using him on use him on the fly sweep. Use him on a reverse. Do something to get the ball in his hands. He's too fast, too shifty, too talented not to have the ball in his hands somehow, some way. I agree. Four zero eight six. Will Eric silently be cheering for YBU? While the game is going on, probably because he's trying to hit his over under of six and six. <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, that's a funny text. Uh, he's nine nine four eight. When I thought my mood after the Aggie game couldn't get any worse, boy was I wrong. I was in a world of despair after watching my what my Chicago Bears did Sunday afternoon. I feel, I do feel bad for you Bears fans. Oh my gosh, that is so horrible in every way. What happened with the Bears? Well, Justin Fields has about. A second and a half to throw the ball, uh, so he's he's nearly getting his head taken off. Um, what else? Uh, they scored like six points versus the Browns, uh, and their offense is just mush right now. It is soft as Charmin's toilet paper. Not good. And if I'm if there's anything else nine nine four eight, please add on. But that's what I got out of it watching that. That was bad football for the Bears. But I'm not surprised. F- how about four walk-off field goals over the weekend? Oh, dude, Justin freaking Tucker, man. Wow. 66 yards. Insane. Okay, 6860. The only way we get over Saturday's train wreck is to win Friday night. Yes. Solve it with a win. Oh, well, certainly, yeah. That would go a long way to that. Um, but I think that another way to get over it is continuing to play, get better and win more games and find yourself in the Mountain West uh, Conference Championship game. Yeah, absolutely. Seven five two zero. Definitely doable. Seven five two zero. Text into the show. Uh, I don't know how we can say we are better than a team that just beat us twenty seven to three. And yes, I was there and watched the whole thing. It was embarrassing. You're right. It was embarrassing. It was a bad performance all the way around. The Aggies are embarrassed. Both players and coaches, they know full well. And I think when they watch film today and they say, God, we gained 400 and something yards, 20 more yards total offense than Boise State and still lost this game by 24 points, you're right. Absolutely embarrassing. No question at all. But here's, I think, why there's this attitude that Utah State was the better – well, we use that term, the better team. Yeah, okay. Because there were – there were mistakes that they made, yes. But the way they played them straight up, and they were able to move the ball against Boise State. They shot themselves in the foot many times. Those are correctable, fixable mistakes. If Utah State plays a clean game, very different outcome on Saturday. I think that's just a general the feeling that I have, and I think that's a feeling a lot of Aggie fans are expressing too, is that there have been times in the past when they've gone up against Boise State and it's obvious Boise is the better team. But there were a lot of things Saturday that indicated to me that Utah State, if they may not be ahead of Boise State, clearly if they were, they would have won. But they're right there. They're not a twenty four point loss is to Boise really State. Thin. Yeah, I would agree with you on it's this one. Close. Yeah. Nine nine four right, forty seven total yards of offense for the Chicago Bears. Sacked nine times, one net yard passing. Oh my god. Oh, my gosh. That's UNLV football, man. I think I can feel the despair coming through the text line. 
9936. Ags will be able to move the ball in BYU defense that allowed 367 yards to South Florida. Close game with the Axe covering the spread. I think the spread's seven and a half right now. Uh, is it earlier? It was eight and a half. I think it might be okay. It's, well, it's it, moved. Yeah, it might have been moved up. Uh, six eight nine one. The fourth down fake punt was embarrassing. It was gross. Oh, it was terrible. Naughty. It was bad. Um, calculated risk that needed a new dude. Calculator. They went to the opposite side of the guy's foot. He's a right-footed cooker, and they went to the left side, which was a short field. By the way, speaking of the spread, just to verify, yep, it opened for as 10 for okay. BYU. It's moved to 7.5. That's yep. a significant amount of movement Naughty. in USU's favor. Naughty. I love it. 9315. Let's see. We do know that Ajay loves YBU players, especially there's QB. So will who will he be treating? I'm cheering for the Aggies. I love the Aggies. Go Aggies. Just to think if we, or just think if we go out and beat ranked YBU by two scores, what will that mean? That will mean the they Aggies beat, would have beaten a top 15 team on their field. And, and they're 4-1 and one on the season. They got national a big, TV. And it's conference play from here on out. Let's focus. Yep. That's all They'll get votes. 3170. Uh, coming from a Vikings fan, I'm not sad about the Bears. Skull Vikings. <laughs> what can the Aggies do to beat BYU? Eric? Well, I think the first Execute. thing is, yeah, clean up the, the mental mistakes. Yeah, don't be throwing picks on the one-yard line. They've shown they can move the ball. They can show them they can be dynamic throwing and passing. Uh, they've shown they can be dynamic defensively as well. Um, they've they've got to be more effective when they get into the red zone. Four zero a six. What will be the score be on Friday? He thinks it's going to be USU thirty four twenty four for YBU. I'm going to save my score. No, thirty four for B, for Utah State. Yeah. USU thirty four. Boise or BYU. 24. That's what I meant. Sorry. Hey, I, I got a text from a, a friend of mine. Uh, it says, listening to your show, is it me or is uh, high school football in the Valley way more exciting than Aggie football? It's about neck and neck. Skyview, Logan, Ridgeline, both really uh, three really good football teams. Aggies are three and one on the season. That's not horrible. Yeah, no, that is, that's exciting. This is a good time I think for the Valley. They're both exciting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you got the number one team in 4A in Region 11. Uh, you've got some other teams that are playing really, really well. Logan just continues to surprise and play. What in the well, world? Green Can- well, Can last you- week was oh, – Friday man. was kind of weird, though. you got to help me out that. on that. Green Canyon made some adjustments. They looked great on offense. Who did they beat? Uh, they Bear beat- River? No. no. Yes. Cr- yes, Bear- they did beat Bear River. Okay. They beat Bear River. Okay. Well, I mean, impressive performance for Skyview. Really good performance for Skyview. It's a big win. Wow. Okay, so I didn't really see much of that game. Me neither. Just running around doing a lot of other I things. I just heard. But talking to Al Lewis on Saturday, because I knew at halftime it was like anybody's game. It was 7-7. 7-3 seven, seven. Seven, seven, or 7-7? Seven, 7-7. Seven. Seven, seven. Okay. And then the third quarter, Skyview goes out and scores like 35 points. Dude, how about Ridgeline? Just, I mean, again, behind a woodshed and taking another opponent and just beating them. It does, what what Ridgeline's doing, the clinic they're putting on, Eric, they are the best team in 4A. They are, I, in my opinion, one of the best teams in any classification, 6 through six, 6A through 1A, any classification. I think they're one of the better teams as of some impressive football. Undefeated. They have the best offense. They have the best defense. They score more points than anybody. They allow fewest points as anybody. They're scoring, oh, what is it, like? Almost forty points a game and only giving up twelve. I mean, it's crazy. It's it's unreal. 
That's a good football team. Uh, 5253 text in, Eric. We can beat BYU if we don't beat ourselves like we did with Boise. Boise State could have stayed home, and we still would have lost that game. Just, again, and I agree. Sorry, 5253, I agree with you. It's just the play calling, the lack of execution, the bad decision-making on the field from some of the players. Jordan Nathan fielding a punt inside his own five made no sense. And then, and it should have been a safety, by the way. It should have been. Like yeah, it, they got lucky. Yeah, it's a safety 100% of the time. Well, the two interceptions were if that ball is thrown Atrocious. on time and in the right place. If McGriff can catch the ball. It's a great play, and you keep the drive going. Yep. The other interception, you just throw that out of bounds and try to force it. Yep. And you at least get a field goal out yeah, of that. Yeah, at least. So, yeah, then just too many penalties, too many bad plays. Uh, you know, special teams. They had Utah State figured out. Stacey Collins, I think you have to give him credit uh, for that, for how he game-planned against the Aggies. But um, yeah, hopefully Connor Coles, I mean, he was able. I'm glad he was able to get one through Start getting his confidence back. A yeah, bit. to have one blocked from 41. I think he missed from 36. Shanked it pretty badly too. Uh, we, we everything was like anything that could have gone wrong in that game did go wrong. Let's it's just one of those days. It's football. Look, we didn't expect these guys to go undefeated, but we didn't expect them to lose like that to Boise State. No, bail them out on a couple of plays with some pass interference in the yep. end zone. Yeah. Oh, that was so bad. Yeah. Missed tackles. I mean, I mean. George Helani's bouncing off the of guys. We're not wrapping up. Uh, let's see. 7854. That comment from Ajay's friend epitomizes the mindset of a lot of Cash Valley natives. The Aggies played a bad game and a very bad game against Boise State. But there's three in but they're three and one and still exceeding expectations. It seems like they're already giving up on the football team even after one bad game. Well, I don't know if that I've heard anybody giving up on the Aggies. I think there's a lot of frustration because they saw the three wins. Like there was a lot of excitement. And the expectations were growing and improving. And, uh, yeah, the Aggies, it was an embarrassing loss. Yep, it was. But I haven't heard anybody say they're giving up on the Aggies. I, yeah, I'm not. I, I still think we got to – I still think there's a lot – well, there is anybody a lot is, man, turn it around because there's a lot of winnable games on the Now, for UNLV, you gave up after game two. Colorado State, you're the same way. But, yeah, I think Boise State, Utah State, Utah State's going to be fine. 7520, text into the show. How do you change play calling with the same offensive coordinator? They were flat beat. They had a 317 yards of offense in the first half and zero points. The other team was better. You change it just, I mean, look, if it's second and eight, don't run up the middle. If it's second and eight, try to find something through the air. I think too many times, you know, it's first and 10, you run for three, it's second and seven. They run again, then they lose the yard, it's third and eight. And then you're third and long situation, and that's where Boise has it right where they want them. Right, Boise feast off that kind of third and long situation, and they usually send in the kitchen sink at you. Um, just maybe you find a way to mix it up with your passing game on early sets of downs. Even go, even throw a play action on first down. Well, look, Utah State had like seven explosive plays. I mean, they were they were doing some things okay offensively. They were able to move the ball. Mm-hmm. They just made mistakes when it got to into the red zone or. Shot themselves in the foot with a blocked kick and just a bad defensive scheme and a bad call on a fake punt. I mean, there's just a couple few too many times where they had opportunities. They just couldn't get out of their own way. So play calling, I don't know that they have a lot of issues with play calling because they were able to move the ball. They had a lot of third down conversions, but just couldn't get points. 
9936. Eric will get back to you. What am I getting back to you? Read oh, the text. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get back to you. Uh, Eric, what what are the – oh, we got – yeah, we got the – what's that called? The bread and butter play the game. Yes. We have to go buy – hey, I hope you guys call in because if you don't, I'm, I get that sheet today. That sheet belongs to me. <laughs> it does not belong to you. Yes, it does. It doesn't if no work one calls in, I never win. If that sheet does not get claimed today. You're not allowed to win. I know the answer. Why can't I win? I listen to the broadcast. Yes, this is... Um, this is Sanjay Alverson. Sanjay Alverson. And uh, I think I know the play. I think play. I know the play. <laughs> Four, three, five, seven, five, two, I want bread. One, zero, six, nine. 752-1069. If you can correctly identify the Skyview bread and butter play of the game from Friday night, four loaves of bread to the old grist mill. Oops. 435-752-1069. Quick time out here in the full court press. Some more thoughts about Utah State and uh, Boise State from the weekend. That was uh, a quick look at the Region 11 RPI standings. Uh, we do have Monday Night Football coming up tonight here on this station, so we will break a little bit earlier. But we also need to look at Pick 6 and another way to recap the weekend and uh, who won Pick 6. We'll find out coming up on the Full Court Press. Well, what shall we talk about? You're listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show. But to me, a guy who has been an ardent defender of Aaron Rodgers, a guy who checks every box of what a quarterback should be able to and can do if they have the talent set, he looked like a guy who spent the summer trying to figure out life and not trying to figure out the cover team. The Doug Gottlieb Show. Weekday afternoons from 1 to 4 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hi, I'm Kathy with Daryl's Appliance. I'm your luxury brand sales associate in Logan, Utah. This is Dory. She is from Roth in Salt Lake City. So at Roth Living, we have a variety of products that will help you to select your luxury appliances and a full line of Sub-Zero, Wolf, and Cove. We have select products that will help you start the process of selecting your beautiful kitchen. And then you are welcome to come down to the Roth showroom. And then we work with Kathy to help you finish your selection for your luxury kitchen. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Hi, we're the Goo Goo Dolls. We're fortunate that we can give our daughters everything they need to grow and learn, but not every child can focus on classes and play dates. Nearly 13 million kids in the U.S. face hunger. That's one in six. School lunch might be their only meal each day, and it's heartbreaking to imagine any child going to bed hungry. We're dreaming of a perfect day when kids can smile, play, and just be kids without worrying about where their next meal will come from. 
Feeding America is working to make that perfect day a reality. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste. That food is given to families and children in need. Being a kid should be about doing things that make an ordinary day extraordinary. Learning to play an instrument, building a sandcastle, hosting tea parties. Hunger should never be an obstacle to growing up. You can help end childhood hunger in your community by visiting feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Hey, congratulations to Wayne Dodd, who called in and correctly identified the bread and butter play of the game from the Skyview football game on Friday night. Garrett Zollinger with a big 36-yard pass on the throwback to Reed Wild. So that was a big-time play for the Bobcats. Boy, they really came alive in that third quarter. Um, there were actually quite a – I mean, every game was a, it was a blowout on Friday night. Uh, Green Canyon, interesting hearing uh, Coach Ander after the game saying that uh, – they they were making calls on the sidelines, like this is the the play we're gonna call, and uh, you look on your wrist, where you've got all these numbers, and there should have the play there, and that's what you run. But there it was continued mis continued miscommunication. That's why their offense just never really was humming. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they would barely manage twenty one points, maybe twenty four at their high water mark coming into this game, and then Friday they score like. Was it 34? Wow. 35? And what they were doing is they would run the play in whenever they'd make a substitution. They'd tell the player and they'd, to their face, and they'd run and tell it to everybody else. And so they were all on the same page. Far more effective for them. So um, Green Canyon with only one loss. Logan got their second. But the uh, RPI rankings came out today um, and over the, well, over this weekend. But we've got the story up on Cash Valley Daily right now. Ridgeline's still number one. Green Canyon's number three. Then there's some movement. Logan drops to five, where they were four before, and Skyview jumps up. They were nine last week. Now they're up to six, getting their uh, kind of getting their their team figured out. Mountain Crest is at eleven, and Bear River is still at thirteen. Five two four two text in and says, "I'll buy you bread, RJ, if the Aggies win this week. Deal, deal. If the Aggies win this week, I get bread." I love it. We're in. It's very nice of you. Ball game. 8-0-0-3. We cannot lose to YBU. Not because I don't like the football program, which none of us do, but I really don't want to listen to the egotistical, holier-than-thou attitude self-righteous fans. Dude, or their players. I can't stand their players. Like, I mean, this gay Matthews kid, who's probably the water boy, honestly, he is, is quoted saying, yeah, I don't see much of a rivalry between the Cougars and the Aggies. You know, they get all amped up to play us, but we just see it as another game. Wait until someone just absolutely knocks the crap out of you, Gabe. And then we're going to see if you're going to think about it as another game next year. I just, I can't stand them. And I've got to be really obedient on Twitter this week. <laughs> I might have to delete my account for at least like... What is that called? Deactivate my account for the week. Just put it on pause for a I, little bit. No, and I'm dead serious. I might have to. I can't do this. I just want to 
just go Twitter rage on Ben Criddle and everybody else. Oh, God. This is such an unhealthy week for me. I hate BYU so badly, <laughs> dude. I hate everything about hey, them. Hey, look, this this series is more evenly matched over Their the last colors, five years than it has been in a long time. The mascot, yeah, you're right. It Well, it, uh, has it, though? BYU leads over the last five match, five times they face each other. BYU leads it three games to two. They beat us. Oh, yeah, they, they beat us a lot. Well, they beat us they in didn't 19. Play right? They didn't play last year. 2603. I hope we kick. I hope we donkey kick BYU on Friday. Amen. Um, give them the horns, right? Uh, yeah. I don't, dude, they're good this year. They're good. They just I watch them and they played kind of a soft schedule. I, I feel like Arizona State really shot themselves in the foot with eighteen penalties. Eric, eighteen penalties. Yeah, four of them are unsportsmanlike conduct State's penalties. Yeah, uh, four, and four of them are unsportsmanlike conduct penalties. I mean, it was just undisciplined, atrocious football on their part. South Florida sucks. Utah's bad. Um, yeah, I just they played a soft schedule, so. Let's see what happens when they play a real t- football team. When they actually play a really well-coached and a, a more disciplined football team. We'll see what happens this Friday. Uh, hey, Ajay, let's recap some of the things that happened over the weekend with our pick six. Uh, let's not. Because we've been recapping some things, but we can re- recap a few more. Uh, let's not. And go through and see who won. Uh, let's not. Uh, there Actually, there was one thing. Why do you ignore to- me? Double check here. I mean, I knew the answer. Oh, oh look at you. But I just need the number. Trying to manipulate the system again. Uh, so if I lose, I'm going to protest. There we go. Okay. okay. I'm protesting already. Okay. Who would have more tackles on Saturday? Riley Wimpy or Justin Rice? Well, Justin do, do, didn't do a whole lot of anything. So I said Wimpy. You said Rice. Uh, Rice was the leading tackler for Utah State with 10. Riley Wimpy was out for long stretches of the game. He only had one. So, there you go. You got one. Uh, who would have more touchdowns on Sunday? Mac Jones or Jameis Winston? Yeah, that went to crap. Dude, uh, that was... I said Jones. Oh, you said Winston. Dude. Winston had two touchdowns. Mac had one? Mac had one. That's such bad football. So, you've got two. I don't have anything yet. Uh, Wait, Logan, no? Because... Di- did you say Mac? I said Mac. Oh, I thought I said Mac. No, you said Winston. Well, I'm still ticked that we lost that badly to the Saints, dude. Uh, who would win, Logan over Skyview? Well, I said lo- the line was actually Logan over Skyview by three and a half. Turns out that was way off. Yeah. Sky was Skyview 42, Logan 7. Uh, I took the over. You took the under, so you got that correct. So you got three in a row. You're about to win the next three. And then you're about to win the tiebreaker, aren't you? Uh, USU receivers uh, a hunt, uh, getting a, at least 100 yards. And you said, would it be Tompkins, bowling, both, or none? We both said Tompkins. Oh. Turns out the answer was none. None. That's how bad it was, Eric. Bowling was non-existent in that game. He had four catches for 62 yards, leading all receivers. Like Honestly, though, you don't even notice. Well, if they're taking away Devin Tompkins, why aren't we throwing to bowling? Oh, Derek, Wright Derek Wright, dude. Derek Wright's a great receiver. Van Leeuwen or Carroll or somebody else. 
Yeah, it's frustrating. All right, sorry. Okay, who would have more turnovers, USU or Boise? I said Boise. You said USU. We had three, didn't we? Utah State had three to their one. Hey, does a turnover on downs count as a turnover in football? Uh, no. I've always wondered that. Under the team stats, they don't. They don't. Okay. I mean, so did we just have three interceptions, or no, two interceptions, two interceptions and the fumble. fumble? So it doesn't count. Okay. No. I wondered that. So, Saja, you've got four. I haven't got one yet. Well, this thing's over. Uh, Calvin Tyler uh, Jr. Calvin Tyler Jr. rushing yards set the line at 115 and a half. Um, I took the under. You took the over. He had 126. Ajay, you got five correct, and I didn't get a single one. It was terrible. It doesn't matter. You're not going to pay me back until next week anyways. Oh, you know what you can do? I just put a continuance on it. Go get me four loaves of old gristmill bread. <laughs> there you go. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, just give me the just give me one of those certificates that we didn't give away in the last two weeks, and I'll go take care of this. I just want some bread, man. Oh man. Uh. But okay, it was yes, it was a frustrating game for Utah State, but a lot of things are fixable. Uh, two interceptions that I think could be very fi- easily addressed. Uh, some penalties that could be easily addressed. Uh, this is a this is Utah State football team still good. Um, then there's still a lot of football to be played. Look, last week uh, in the Mountain West Conference over the weekend, Fresno State continues to look solid. San Diego State continues to look solid. Boise has to play both of those teams. Yep. Uh, Boise's not. I said in the first hour, Boise's nowhere near out of the woods. Not even close. Fresno did kind of have to rally to beat UNLV, which is a little bit of a surprise. Uh, A win's a win. But a win is a win. They moved up in the polls. Uh, Colorado State played pretty solidly at Iowa, had a halftime lead, but then really struggled in the second half. San Jose State, though, the big shocker, losing at Western Michigan, 23-3. A field goal in the first quarter and then nothing else out of the Spartans. That's crazy. Wyoming had to claw, scratch, and do everything possible to get past UConn. They had to score two fourth-quarter touchdowns to beat UConn, 24-22. Uh, San Diego State took care of Towson, Air Force over Florida Atlantic, Hawaii. Uh, had to, you know, they got things rolling in the second half, and they took care of New Mexico State. New Mexico loses to UTEP. Look, so the teams on Utah State's schedule, it, it's very favorable for the Aggies. If they can address those few minor details and get back to more focus, more sound football. They're going to be fine. They're going to come out of this with a really good season. So, yes, it's frustrating what happened on Saturday and how it happened. Yeah. But it's not the end of the world. Uh, it's a good wake-up call. Yeah, that's that's the biggest thing, and it is a wake-up call. 5-4-5-2, five, five, do we know which one of the 30 
Or do we know which of the 37 different shades of blue BYU will be wearing this week or their whites? I think it's their whites because Utah State's going on a blackout. They're all black. So it'll be, I'm sure it'll be all whites to that degree. Yeah, BYU should be in their whites. Yeah. Yeah, they're the away team. They're the away team. 9315, I believe that Utah State will go bowling, and by the time the season's done, we'll have a record that will put us in the upper half of the Mount West Conference. Who are you? Well, I'm Ajay. That's Eric. Uh, but yeah, look, they're going to finish number two. They're going to finish one or two in the conference or in their division uh, and top three in the conference. Um, San Diego State and Fresno State are really good. But they both have to play Boise. So could Utah State be a top three team in the conference? Could they? Yes. Will they be? I, I think I'm more with 9315. They will be in the upper half. Yeah. Yeah, I. Uh, look, Wyoming doesn't look good. Colorado no. State doesn't look good. New Mexico doesn't look good. You already get you, the Aggies already got past Air Force. San Jose looked terrible over the weekend. They don't look like quite the same team as they were a year ago. Five eight seven nine. So is it over as far as a championship? No, heavens no. Not even close. Because here's the dealio, Cheerio. Boise State's got to go to Fresno, and they got to go to San Diego State. They get play Nevada at home. None of those three games are gimmies, and the way that Boise State played are darn lucky to get out of there with a win. I don't think Fresno State lets them off the hook. I don't think San Diego State would either. If they lose two and the Aggies run the table on their side on the, of the uh, Mount West Conference schedule, Aggies are in. Here's Boise's remaining schedule. Hit me with it. They host Nevada on Saturday. That's a big one now. It's on FS1 at yep. 130. Saucy. Then uh, they travel to BYU. It's a non-conference game. doesn't matter. They host Air Force. Uh, they travel to Colorado State. They travel to Fresno. They come home to host Wyoming and then New Mexico and finish at San Diego State on CBS on November 26th. So that's that's not easy. Nevada, Fresno, and San Diego State. Those are all tough draws for Boise State. Yeah. Yeah, again, it's not a gimme for them. Now, if they get out of there, Eric, unscathed or 2-1, and one, they deserve it. They've earned the right to be in the uh, conference championship. But I wouldn't hold your breath. Yes, and can you flip side, the Utah State schedule, you look at that, uh, the have BYU this weekend, which, again, doesn't matter. Uh, they travel to UNLV, host Colorado State, host Hawaii, host New Mexico State, which doesn't matter. Or, excuse me, they travel to New Mexico State. Uh, they're at San Jose, which I don't know what San Jose's up yeah. to. Uh, They've had some games drugs. early in the year. They look pretty good, and then they lay an egg at Western Michigan. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, then they come home to take on Wyoming and then go to New Mexico. I like it. It's favorable. 2603 watching this game, I'd say we lost rather than Boise won. We could have had, we could have and should have won. We need to show up Friday and make it a game, and I think they will. I think they'll come ready, focused, and ready to go. And I agree with that statement. Utah State too. beat themselves more yeah, than Boise State. Absolutely, 100%. 5879. So the freak out must win game is San Jose State University. Yes. That is the only game, in my opinion, 
if we lose to UNLV, we have no right being in the conference championship. If we lose to Colorado State, in which they're about two weeks away from firing the coach, we have no right to be in the conference championship. If you lose to Wyoming at home, you shouldn't be in the conference championship. I know five eight seven. You know five eight seven nine feels like Wyoming might be good, and they they might be all right. But we get them at our place. I like if it's in Wyoming, then I'm kind of scared. But at our house, in front of our fans, nah. Let's duke it out. Zero 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 five. They need to fix whatever Saturday was. Otherwise, I think we might drop one or two more conference games. Nah. I, I think you're going to be all right because well, can't do it. Yes, they need to fix it. Yes, they need to. If this is a perennial problem, then yeah. Definitely with you on that one. Uh, do we need to take another break before we get out of here? Or are we? Uh, we do need to get another time out here on the full court. Let's press. do it. And we got to. We can start. Like, rest of the college football schedule was crazy. NFL, you got kickers kicking from the own side of the field or whatever that was. Justin Tucker did an incredible uh, comeback last night with no timeouts. Oh, dude, unreal. Uh, yeah. All right, more coming up on the Full Court Press. Colonel? Good morning, sir. I see you found a way to keep our cannon out of the mud. Pavers, sir. As a mason, I used to lay them for courtyards and patios. Brilliant. Thank you. They hold up beautifully no matter how punishing the conditions. I can see that. Say, uh, after the war, think you'd be available to pave my patio at Mount Vernon? Stone pavers from Castellite really catch your eye. Do it yourself with the expert help at Castellite. For all your brick, block, rock, paver, and tile needs, go where the pros go. Castellite.com. Bob here, a.k.a. Dad. If you've ever heard... Dad, watch me do this. Or maybe... Dad, come on. Everybody's got a motorcycle. You may need an supplemental accident policy. No, I'm not talking medical insurance. This is an accident plan from the Bullock Agency that pays Bob first. Yep, I get paid when those lovely accidents happen. It helps me pay the medical copays and deductibles. Who gets paid? Bob gets paid. Go to thebullockagency.com for details. The Bullock Agency, your partner when benefits matter most. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Boy, a number of upsets in college football over the weekend. Made it interesting. Definitely a reset in the top 25. Uh, As we mentioned, uh, Fresno State is moving up in the polls. They're up to 18 in the AP. uh, 21 in the coaches. Uh, San Diego State is getting votes. They are effectively... 28th in the coaches and about 29th. I assume be 28th in the AP and 29th in the coaches. Um, is there anybody else that was from the Mountain West getting votes? I'm trying to look real quick. I don't remember if anybody else was. Um, Wyoming got one vote in the coaches, which I don't understand. I guess they are undefeated, but Nevada is off the list. I don't know why they're off the list. They had a bye week. But um, certainly Texas A&M that, and, and Arkansas, that was a fun game. That Arkansas team's for real. They look good. Ohio State, um, kind of a, not real sure where they're at. Um, look, Michigan is moving up, moving on the board. And they keep uh, gaining ground in the rankings. UCLA moving up. 
Yeah, that UCLA-Oregon game in about three weeks is going to be monstrous now. That game has so many implications on the Pac-12 title. It's amazing. Clemson just looks totally lost. Oh, dude. Very different team. They Pop. dropped 12 spots in the coaches and 16 in the AP. Pop quiz. What happens when you lose your best quarterback and where your quarterback's your best player and you lose them? Answer, <laughs> you're 2-2. Two and two. Yeah. Yeah. They're not that good. Oklahoma State uh, jumps into the rankings for the first time in the uh, AP. Yeah, good for them. The 19th. But Texas putting a beat down on Texas Tech. If Matt Wells, what, what's so let's really quickly let's look at Matt Wells' remaining games for his uh, well at least the next five games. Eric, if he doesn't go two and three, guy's gonna be out of a job before the season ends. Well, that was his first loss this year. No, Eric, it's no. But it was embarrassing. No, Eric, it's not that he just lost. That's his first loss. He lost seventy to thirty-five, <laughs> man. Seventy to thirty-five. Yeah, that's true. If he if he doesn't win two out of the next three games, he won't make it Oklahoma, and he'll be looking for a new job. He'll be done. They'll fire him midway through the year. They don't care. What does he have on his schedule? Uh, looking at the Big Twelve. Oh, jeez, you asked me now. There we go. Uh, I thought you were looking it up. Shut up. Okay, so they're at West Virginia. They're home against TCU. They're at Kansas, where they lost out, uh, or they lost to a year ago. Home against Kansas State before they play Oklahoma. They should be able to pick up some of those games. They should be two and two going into Oklahoma. If they're not, they're, they have a new head coach at least for the rest of the season. Absolutely, it's on. Yep, it, it is now, and it should be. Can't be losing by fifty points, or whatever that is, to your rival. We got doubled up. Yeah, <laughs> what a spanking that was. Um, yeah, good stuff. Uh, uh, can we talk NFL really quickly? I know we're running out of time here. Yeah, speaking of the NFL, we got Monday Night Football coming up here in a couple of minutes. What the fetch, Patriots? Let Jameis Winston abuse you like that? How embarrassing was that, dude? Made me sick. And then we got Tom Brady coming over to our house. I, <laughs> there were a lot of surprising games. Yeah, there were. There I mean, were. The, the, the Lions played that close to the Ravens? <laughs> I feel bad, dude. That is such a Lions loss. The, the you Chiefs lose, on lose to the Chargers? Field goal. Yeah, what the heck, man? Uh, what, Andy Reid had to go to the hospital, too, in the middle of the game? And yeah. Shipped him yeah, out? Probably didn't help. Dude, Zach Wilson, like his, he has no help around him, and they lose 26 to nothing. Raiders in overtime again. Yeah, how about that, huh? Finding ways to win. Buccaneers getting thrashed by L.A. I mean, that game wasn't as close as the score says it was. Seahawks, man, I just can't figure out the Seahawks. Dude, nobody can. The Seahawks can't even figure out the Seahawks. How about that drive by Aaron Rodgers to win it? 35 seconds to go, no timeouts. And you got to go 40-something yards. Still gets in enough uh, range for the kicker. and Just say, Mason, you tell me what hash, and we're there. Incredible. Incredible, man. Awesome football. Great stuff. Yep, great stuff. Are we going to have an awesome game tonight? No. It's NFC East football, dude. Calm down. The one-in-one Eagles versus the one-in-one Cowboys? I just don't. Eric, don't. Stop it. Dallas is favored by three and a half. No one cares. It's going to be a dumb game. I'm only watching for Peyton and Eli. That's it. Manning night football? I I love that stuff. Give it to me. I can only take it in doses because it's... Some degree, I want to actually hear what's happening in the in the game. You just don't want to be educated. And they're talking over it. All you don't the want to time. be educated in the game of football. That's fine. Whatever you want to do, I hope you're happy. It's good to have it go back and forth. I like it that it's happening at the same time. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm sure you are. Um, so we got pregame coverage coming yeah. up here next here on The Fan, Eagles and Cowboys, part of our Westwood One coverage of the NFL here on The Fan. Woo! Tomorrow we'll have the stat that blew our mind and our player of the week and continue to look at Utah State and, boy- and uh, BYU. So stick around. That's coming up tomorrow and all week long. We'll get you ready for the big matchup on Friday night. Have a great night, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. The home for Eggie Sports. Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, and online at 1069thefan.com.